Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the American's perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Speaking yeah. of easy, uh, how do we feel about the Europa League draw, Jim, for United? Uh, I mean, I don't, like, it's... Yeah, I mean, on paper, I mean, you'd say, yeah, it's a, it's a nice draw. Um, the, I think Club Bruges did beat uh, Real Madrid, right? Am I wrong? In the Champions League um, group stage at Real Madrid. Um, that one guy said he was going to get a tattoo if he scored at the Bernabeu, and they scored two, and he's like, oh, i got to get two tattoos now. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they've, they, like, they've at least shown that they can be dangerous, and you, know, you never know what can happen over two legs. So, uh, I, I think it's, like at this point, you can't say anything's quote-unquote easy, but I'm definitely not not upset with the draw based on some of the other teams that we might have ended up with. So, Yeah, I, w- I actually didn't have much knowledge of Club Bruges, but I wanted to draw you into a, a rant, and it worked. <laughs> I mean, I don't have much... It does stink for you guys that you're you're playing a cast off Champions League team. I'd much rather play some of these teams I've never heard of, like Basel, Apoel, Getafe. They're they're Spanish. La Liga. Yeah. Uh, Ludogorets from Bulgaria. Bulgarian team. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. I mean, I think at some point, like, well, Europa League, there's there, there's a long way to go, right? It's not like. You know, Champions League, you're down to 16 teams. Like, we're still in the round of 32 in the yeah. Europa League. So, you do, you are still going to eliminate some teams. But, like, and, you know, I'm, I promise you I'm not trying to poke the bear. But, like, as you guys know, like, you know, you can have a, you know, a favorable matchup, um, whatever you want to call that, like, at different points of a competition. But eventually you're going to have to play sure. what is the best team. Um, and it's a so, fun tournament. Yeah. Especially yeah. the teams in front of you and – I think that, um, yeah, I think there's some really dangerous teams in the Europa League. You know, Inter Milan is, is, is you know, they're leading now, Serie yeah. A right now, yeah. Um, and and Arsenal's still alive for whatever their domestic form is. They've looked pretty good in Europa League. So, um, well, our, you know, maybe RB, it's Michael uh, or Teta. Uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Apoel's from where, Jim? Because Spurs played Apoel. Harry Kane oh. scored a hat trick. It was beautiful away. I CYP? Should, I, should, I should know. I don't know. Yeah. Cyprus. Yeah. Yeah. Holland is still in the Europa League as well. He won't be able to play the Champions League ringtone for his uh, wake up call, but he'll still be playing. We'll still hear about him. Your future striker. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that uh, a lot of it depends on the price. You know, he's hot property, so why not sell him to the highest bidder? And usually that is Man United because. Yeah, so, so much money just spitting it everywhere. Eight hundred million dollars in six years. They no, do, I, Jim. They, would they look at that in the uh, in the January transfer window? Maybe. I mean, like, like a striker, a player of that profile. I, I think not with I Mason. They, I think that they would just like. I think they're looking 
like they, you know, even, you know, Ali said, like, they would like to have striker depth. And I think that they want somebody that can be, like, established, that can, you know, with Martial not being really healthy the first half of the season, they need someone to, like, really be, you know, a guy that they can lean on in that striker role so Rashford can continue to play out wide. Um, you know, personally, like, selfishly, um, I would love to, like, I would just bite the bullet and let Mason Greenwood run up there, but you, you do need some depth. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Mason Greenwood. Uh, I love him. Um, I, 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 I saw somebody post online that, you know, even if they bought Holland in in, uh, in January, the strike their depth chart would still read Martial, uh, Greenwood, and then Holland. So, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but he fits the profile. He's young. Um, he's worked with, you know, Ali in the past. Um, I am a little weary, like wary that, you know, it's been, you know, a half a season that he's really exploded. So, you know, I'm worried about, you know, spending a bunch of money and finding out that he's not all that. So I don't know that I would want to buy him in January, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And if I was going to buy any, if I was going to, if I'm going to spend a hundred million pounds in January, like it's Jaden Sancho or nothing for me. Like he's the only player that's proven um, at this point to be worth that kind of money, especially in January. I, what's I, the I don't deal with the, uh, what's the deal with the January transfer window is our, our big names tossed around as often. Not really. Um, I mean, you don't see nearly the sort of blockbuster deals that you see in the summer. That doesn't mean they don't happen. It's just, it's super uncommon that you like a that you're gonna see a world class player available, you know, like it just it just sure. doesn't happen because those world class players are usually on teams that are still competing for right. important things and um, even if the clubs are like you know say a couple years ago like Chelsea is like you know slipping down to tenth at halfway through the season they're still not gonna sell like the the teams that are gonna be buying are like teams in their league that are competing they're not gonna sell to you know rivals either so. It's just it's just hard. It just doesn't happen that often, and it's a short period of time to get a deal done. It's a you know thirty days to or thirty one days, whatever it is. I can't remember. Um, I d- to get the deal done. I doubt, based on Man- Manchester United's position in the league right now, that they'll spend a whole lot of money in January. I feel like they're you know that fourth Champions League spot all of a sudden has opened up. Even three is within the target range, but even so, I feel like they're comfortable. Maybe just kind of riding that with with, with what they got. I, I I agree. I think that it all depends on, um, you know, uh, are we are we selling Pogba in January? Um, mm, there we go. And if if you sell Pogba, like, I mean, in a perfect world, in a in a well-run uh, club, uh, when it comes to transfers, which United hasn't been, um, you already are working. If you're going to sell Pogba in January, you're already working on selling him right now and like you can go conspiracy theory and you know well he's been hurt this whole time has he really been hurt or they've been telling him hey just wait it out we'll sell you in january and then always oh, going to be uh, healthy and fit again and, and then he calls in sick and then you see videos of him like dancing at his brother's wedding and like um you know the ankle they, looks fine on video <laughs> yeah are they are they already <laughs> are they already working on doing that transfer? Like all the stuff behind the scenes. So when we're sitting there in the first week of January, we can get it over the line. And then you have some time to look to see if you want to spend that, any of that money in January, but it has to fit for me. It has to fit the mold that they're quote unquote talking about, right? You want young 
developing talent and and maybe it doesn't have to be like an 18 19 year old maybe you're talking like 22 23 somebody with a couple years of experience that can step in right away and, and help the team it would match um, your squad's average range to pull yeah. in like a you know a settled 23 24 year old i feel like that's what tottenham should honestly be spending on like that that kind of range well, i think every team like ideally would love to buy in that range and sometimes you buy that 28 29 year old that you know like we have a three-year sure. window that's closing and we want to hit that and that makes sense but yeah long-term strategy everyone wants to buy young um so we hmm. shall see we shall see so shoot uh, and then i just wanted to point out that wolves drew espanol in uh europa league and the wolves have been just Is, playing espanol europa in, in league last games. Place? they are in last place in the liga but they are in okay. europa league but shout out Pochettino, of course. Brad, has he disappeared from your, uh, you know, your frontal lobe a little bit? <laughs> well, the frontal lobe controls logic and decision making, so <laughs> I don't think it'd be that part of the brain. Well, what part um, of the brain, smartass? Nerd. Anyway. What part of the I, brain? Uh, yeah, I forget the name of it. I don't know that hey, one. Right now. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I, I only know the frontal lobes because mine was small for a very long time. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on on board the Mourinho. Um, you know, up up Mourinho, up up the Spurs, whatever. Yeah, I still you know still a little bummed uh, at times, but no, overall I, I pretty much don't think about it. I would say. Well, don't you think like at the end of the day you're cheering for for the club, the crest and the players that are wearing them, right? Like, absolutely. As as, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm learning basically through this process. Cause this is my first coaching changes. Yeah. It, I'm grateful for the five years, but I'm running upward. I mean, Jose already has had an impact, so it was needed. I love the, uh, starting front four that he rolls out there, but it leaves no attacking depth on the bench at all, which I can't understand why Troy Parrott doesn't get time, especially with the position they're at. They He's have only no 17, other, man. They have no strike. They have no striker depth at all. He's started on the international level. He's killing it on U23s. It makes no sense for him not to at least be be on the bench. Well, as long as you guys are competing, you know, if you're focusing on the Premier League um, and the Champions League, I guess we'll have to see what it looks like in February. But I mean, as long as Harry Kane is a is a is a freak, right? So I mean, as long as he's not have a have a knock, you know, he's probably good to go. Like for a game or two a week, every week, you know, like he doesn't need to be spelled the same way other people do. That's true, but Michael's right about depth. I think uh, you know, Parrot started against Bayern Munich, um, or no, he's on the bench actually for Bayern Munich. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, Cesc Jan who started, but and had a sick goal. It was nice. Yeah, he had a good spot for it, but it was blasted. It was tight. But I think Parrot will get into some FA Cup games. I know it's not the same thing, but I, I, maybe not, though. Jose seems to be uh, – I, I saw a stat, actually. Spurs rolled out the same lineup in the Premier League two weeks in a row for the first time since 2017. That's crazy. I don't yeah. Know. Hmm. How do you guys feel about uh, – um, I know you guys have kind of talked about it in the, in the group chat, but um, – you know, seeing super super young starting at left back, you know, week in week like week out now, like what's that been like? I mean, Traore was a force to watch. So you're coming off this this Wolves game where this 
little linebacker of a, a pit oh, bull like- man. He was so good. I it was hard not to admire what he was doing, but he was just brutalizing Jan at left back. But I think it was a one-off. It was a freak. And I, I sent you guys this the video on the thread of, of Jan's goal. And, of course, like how can you bash Jan late winner at the at Molyneux? Important game. And now it sets up this matchup with Chelsea on the weekend. We're only three points behind them. All of a sudden we're tied for fourth in Champions League. So you can't hate Jan. But uh, I've always been an advocate for Jan at left back. Brad, I've been doing enough talking, so maybe I'll let you let you go yeah, i don't think he likes it much he, he prefers center back but he does play left back for belgium i think yeah we um, talked about this jimmy was saying they they go into a back three with belgium yeah and that's what we've been talking about is actually that's kind of what Mourinho's doing he's having the right back jet forward and get up the up the pitch and then the left back tucks in so but you're right triari was unbelievable fair play like i think his thighs are as wide as my shoulders He's um, so fun to he's watch. A beast, I, man. I was just loving him. Yeah, he was, and his his goal was a rocket ship. Oh, a that was ship. a nice goal. That was one of the better goals I've seen this season, honestly. Agreed. Agreed. And, yeah, so we'll see how the experiment goes. But um, but Davison Sanchez, yeah. you can't argue for him playing center back over Jan. And who else are we going to stick at left back? Like Davies is there. He's or Rose. Davies, Davies, I think, is, would be starting, but Davies is out for a little while. Is, is Foyth also hurt? Foyth is He's just back. Just got so back, though. Can can he play? I know he plays some right back. Can he play left back? He like, can play center back. Um, actually, he was preferred to center back for a while, and then Pochettino started playing him right back, but I don't know about uh, – he plays right back for Argentina, but yeah. I don't know about left back, Jim. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. The, the defense is leaky and still leaky. Well, that's, I mean, Tottenham has defensive problems. I think it's like a trusting for Marino, right? Like, in, for whatever he might lack in athleticism for a, a left back, like, you know, he's going to, at least for the most part, be smart and stuff like that. So, well, maybe. actually, if you talk about the last two league games, he scored the winner and then had a stop that for sure was the winner yes. in, in the game before. So, I mean, Jan is Jan. He, he's an amazing player. I, I, I suppose we shouldn't take anything away from him because he's great he gets the nod for me over Alderweireld with this pairing like long term and I love Toby but I just I love Superion and I think that will maybe my blue jersey that I buy actually he's I love the blue the blue alternates are really nice yeah so That's- you guys mentioned obviously this past week you know uh actually a really important win over a Wolves team I think that was ahead of you in the table at the time like they've mm-hmm. had a, that was only their third loss in the league this year so that's that's huge um, and you know what four wins in the last five games now with uh, with Mourinho I mean how are you guys feeling you know jumping from you know 14th you know just a couple weeks ago all the way to fifth place I mean talk talk a little bit about um, what what's what's been the big difference what's been the catalyst you know in in some of these these wins uh, there's a few things scoring first is a big one they didn't do that all season long and I think the front four of Kane, uh, Mora, Delhi playing where Erickson used to play, and then Sonny on the left wing is just insane. And especially, I think they're absorbing a little pressure and playing counterattack with those four creative offensive players. And it's fun to watch. I mean, I see no Jose effect, perhaps maybe a little bit in the last game, but 
They're winning. <laughs> they're they're in fifth place. Like yes, I love it. Fun. Yeah, I think the attack is what's interesting. I figured Jose would try and fuck around with the defense, but he's apparently tweaked the way that we attack teams in the in the interim uh, before he tries to fix the defense, and that's been fun to watch. But we've been outscoring teams. I I, I still am not too thrilled about where the defense is headed, though. I think we're going to get in trouble. Like even Chelsea this weekend, I'm worried about. Well, Tammy Abraham, Pulisic. Right. Like, def- <clears throat> excuse me. Like defensively, though. Um, I know it's not a defender, but like tactically, Dyer's been playing mm-hmm. a whole lot more. Um, I mean, at all, much, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, how much? How much cover do you think he provides, though? Like, where he's picking up some of these these attacks, you know, before they hit some of the, those defenders and frees the defenders up to make some of the coverages. Do you think that has any impact on? on the defense and some of the record the last couple of games. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm excited to see Eric Dyer back. I think he looked horrible the first couple of matches and that was shaking off the rest. And this is, it's interesting because Jimmy, you know, you've watched the game for so long, you know what form means, you know what I mean? And it's still kind of a squishy cloudy topic in my head, but I'm starting to learn what that means. You really do need to run a games to, to be in touch with the game, the speed, and it's interesting how that works, but I think Dyer's a little more dialed in now, and he made a couple of, you know, gritty tackles that we'd like to see from from Dyer um, yep. <laughs> in that game. One, one that Jimmy would call a professional tackle mm-hmm. in FIFA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun to see, and you know that Mourinho, Jimmy, you know, he loves he loves Dyer. He wanted him when he was at United. We've talked about that, uh, but uh, it's fun to see. I also have noticed that he will have Sissoko cover for Aurier when he goes up. Um and Sissoko can play, basically play right back in a, in a pinch. So I think the center defensive mid positions under Jose are so much different than in Pochettino's system because Pochettino, I think, relied on creativity out of that area of the field, which is why he's attracted to, like, Endombele. But it seems mm-hmm. like Mourinho is kind of, you know, more defensive-minded with those positions, which makes a lot of sense with Dyer and Sissoko in there. For I sure. don't know. It's different. Fun to well, see. I mean, it would be fun to see Chelsea this weekend. I'll say with with, with Tangi, you know, uh, he's been he's been a little knocked. He's had some yeah. recently, right? So he'll um, play. I, I think so. I think that like you know, it's too good. I, I think he is too good. I think that he's, you know, you can still have like I think he's gonna take Sissoko's spot really. I mean, because you can have Dyer if yes, you're gonna be a cover guy, and then you know Tangi becomes like that combination player, like you know the the deep line player that takes the ball from defense and and brings it forward. I think that's. He's perfect for that, you know, working up to Delhi and working up to, um, yeah, you know, Harry and Sonny and. Um, it just adds creativity onto the field. Sissoko is a beast. He can carry the ball. He wins the ball yeah. all the time, but but he lacks in creativity and obviously yeah. finishing. <laughs> well, I think the player though that you would have to be concerned about when we talk about transfers and uh, really an important decision coming up here next month is. Yep. Um, like, does Los Celso fit into a Mourinho Tottenham? And is he Celso, worth, is I, I he don't know. The, the, the cut rate deal that you can get him at is he like? Yep. Do you think he's tra- like translated well? Or Tindall, what do you think? I think we haven't seen enough of him. I haven't seen enough of him for me to say. Obviously, I'm. I am, but a peasant. Um, but I think we'll just have to. It's one of those where we're just gonna have to wait and see what Jose thinks of him in training. And Jose says, "Well, I learn more about players in 90 minutes than I learned in two weeks in training." So you got to think that he'll get some game time coming up here with the with the fixtures coming coming quick. 
tough. He, he had see. some games under Pochettino where he looked good and competent, but yes. But last well, game against Bayern, he looked bad. And then I, we've seen him on the field a couple of times, but very late. No rhythm. You can't get into rhythm when you're getting in like 85th minute, you know? Sure. So sure. I don't know. He's young enough. He's cheap enough. I'd say you keep his ass. I mean, not for levity cheap isn't 27 million isn't cheap, but I think it's, I think it'll happen. We'll have to see James Manchester United. What did they do recently? Huh? How'd they do this weekend? Oh, uh, we tied. Uh, and, and honestly, I think it's a good I, I team, right? Was. Everton's a powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. Mighty, mighty, mighty Everton. Uh, shout out, uh, shout out your boy. Woodham. Woodham's. Yeah, absolutely. I think the most interesting. He should switch. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? So their interim manager and I was beat Chelsea and tied United at, at Old Trafford. Um, and I always thought, like, Everton, I didn't think they were world beaters, but I always thought they were better than they were performing in the league this year. Yeah. They, have enough, they have enough talent to be better than they have been. They'll, they'll end mid-table. There's no doubt about it. Well, I mean, some of the interesting stuff you're reading now is, like, uh, is Carlo Ancelotti going to be their next manager? You know, uh, for whatever you might think of Carlo or heard of him in the past, he's won – three champions league titles with different clubs. Like he's, mm. he's been a top manager at other places, I mean, at some places. I mean, like where are you that he's walked into good spots, but where else has he been to the, to uh, the naive AC Milan, PSG, Real Madrid, um, gross, gross, gross Bayern Munich. Um, uh, he's been all over the place. Um, he just, three champions league titles. that's yeah. all you got to see. Yeah. Say. yeah. He just got. He just. Uh, yeah. He. What he won four nothing with Napoli to get them into the knockout stages of the Champions League, and got fired three hours later, because um, Napoli's a mess. Yeah. <clears throat> Italy's other, a mess, bro. Other, <laughs> it's uh, that later. Yes. Um, you don't even the, have to. Uh, uh, <laughs> the three monkey campaign. What are you doing? Racism. It's bad. Oh yeah. Anyway, anyway, so beautiful Ancelotti pictures of Abe, but, but the wrong message. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and stiff arm that conversation and keep moving <laughs> on. Um, the other thing I saw recently, and I'll believe it when there's a, a signature on the dotted line and a newspaper ad, was that it's last time to Everton. Um, Ooh, I, I like thought it. he was confirmed elsewhere. I thought he was confirmed AC Milan or something. No, AC Milan couldn't get the money over the line. They've basically wow. handled themselves out. So, like I said, I'll, I'll believe it when he signs. But I thought that was a fun one uh, recently. So, but yeah, no, Everton played really like really lovely. Well. Like I, I watched the game or I watched some of the game when I was driving to Detroit on Sunday, and like the period that I watched in the first half, like Everton really dominated, and it kind of culminated with. Uh, um, what ended up being an own goal for Lindelof early on. Um, oh, it was kind of bad. It was. It was. It sucked. I, you know, I think De Gea is the most to blame there. You got to come strong. Um, and De Gea is not a small guy. Like he's like six three, six four. Like fucking. He's been playing all right this year. You can't hate on De Gea too much for his performances. I'd argue. Uh, no, he's still like on on his day. He's still like top five keeper in the world. It's just that. There seems to be some mental lapses and the amount of money. I don't anyway. Top five keeper um, in the world. Yeah. Stop complaining. I, I'm not, I, <laughs> I, I agree though, Jim. We've seen the last, the last you know, twenty-four year and months. And a half. Yeah, year yeah. and a half. Mm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they get that one goal and it like well deserved for Everton. They had a good run. 
Um, you know, and then, you know, Mason Greenwood comes on and, and saves us late for the tie. So uh, it just continues. It just continues to be a, a, a pattern of, uh, you know, we're coming off of uh, wins against Tottenham and Man City and we tie Everton. And before we had those two wins, we tied Aston Villa. So like, we're we're great against top six clubs, and we're just fucking like I don't know, stumbling around when we play lesser yeah. clubs. And um, I hate to say that Jose's right, but you know, he, he kind of commented as a when he was a pundit before he took the Tottenham job that you know the the Man United set up their attacking style is great against big clubs. You know, just because they're going to press and there's open space, but when you play clubs that are going to sit back deep, that counterattack doesn't always work, and they're not. We're not changing the style to to beat some of those teams, so um, it's kind of proven true so far this season. It's Aston Villa in La Liga. Villa. Uh, I should, I, <laughs> like, yes. It's, Got you. Uh, well done, Michael. Yes, it, that was well deserved. Uh, no, I I got like I got like 15 years of like uh, a lisp uh, when it comes to Aston Villa, so. I'm I'm working hard to correct myself because Jimmy also has Those a certain player in his head that is pronounced that way, David Villa, that yeah. he liked to characterize me with back in the day. Made famous from uh, NYCFC, of course. Yeah, so that's where everyone knows him from. Yeah. <laughs> well, big spotlight. All right, so interesting. What are, what's your take Sorry, on Man City's? They stink. They should, no, they don't stink. Don't get me wrong. But 35 points versus Leicester's 39 versus Liverpool 49. So they're 14 points outside of first place and not looking like themselves, which I love. Laporte, is it all down to Laporte? I got it. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead, Tyndall. You you got a feeling. Go for it. I just, and maybe it's, maybe I need to trash Arsenal a little more. Arsenal. Arsenal. Um, The Gunners. (laughs) Maybe I need to trash them a little bit more and say, well, they're shit. And that's not surprising that they welcome them. But City looked, I watched the whole, almost the whole City Arsenal match, even though it was 3-0 after like you know, 30 seconds. Half. Yeah, but I, I got it. They looked fantastic again. Um, and so I, I don't they're know. Very they're still good. dangerous. Very, still very talented. But it is fun to see them struggle a little bit. A lot of losses. I mean, they got to be one of the favorites in Champions League still. I mean, Pepe's yeah, but they still they still have the defensive problems that they've been facing. They're still so thin. Like, are you going to run Nicholas Otamendi out there against Real Madrid and then, and not expect to get torn up by like Eden Hazard? Like, what a tasty matchup! What a tasty, tasty it's treat! It's the expectation derby. It really right? is. Oh. Like, so much pressure. One of those two is going to be gone, and that whatever coach manager that is is going to get shit all over and the club and Gareth Bale. Probably will die if they lose. The fans will kill her. Especially if he plays, yeah. Do you guys know what Tasty Treat is awaiting us on Saturday as far as matchups are concerned? Chelsea Spurs? Leicester City. No, Chelsea Spurs are Sunday. Uh, Leicester City versus Man City on Sunday. Two versus three. That's a nice that's a nice matchup. Is that at King Power? Let's check. Let's check. That's worthy of a little delay here i'd argue uh, well i mean i think that it's at the etihad oh um, <laughs> where united just won yeah um you know lester has the quality to go in and do it i mean uh you know vardy's on a gold drought now that he went a game without scoring so 
He that was a goal. It was an own goal, <laughs> but it could have been Barty's goal right. to continue the streak. Uh, I mean, uh, I saw something like him and Ruben Nistelrooy have two of the four, um, or like I'm sorry, they have like four of the six longest streaks in uh, EPL history. Um, no, I think that I think that Leicester isn't going to be afraid. You know, I think they're going to go in and play the same attacking style they played all season against everybody. I think they're going to bounce back. You know, I think the the game, you know, this past weekend when they tied, it was the first time that I've really seen them, you know, kind of get out of their rhythm. And I don't think City is going to intimidate them. I think the biggest thing with City is if, if you can withstand what is inevitably going to be like, you know, the first like 15 minutes or so where they're just going to like, we're going to throw all of this talent at you. If you can withstand that and frustrate them, like that's when that's when they become susceptible to stupid shit. Like, you know, Rashford <clears throat> picking up the PK or even the Martial goal, you know. And then then now they're all fucking flustered because you got a goal or two down. So, you know, they're, they're pretty easy to, you know, get after mentally, which is crazy because they're a, really a veteran team. There's not like a, there's a bunch of young guys out there running around, so... Uh. I enjoyed uh, Jason's rant from last episode. Shout out New York Foxes about Pep. Pep. It was, a, it was an epic Pep rant at the uh, end of the last episode. It was phenomenal. It's, I almost want to splice it back into to this one, like right, right there. It's one of my favorite gifts now. Uh, or gifts. I don't know. I'm old. I don't know. Gift. It. Call it a gift. Oh, huh? A gift. Um, where, uh, I don't remember the game now, but where he's like turning to the like the fourth referee and he's like, Two, two, and he like it was racing. Okay, yes. <laughs> I think it was Liverpool. I want to say it was the Liverpool game. Yeah, I think it was. But like, yeah, that is like, that's one of my my favorite ones. I it's so dramatic. Like he's like just like dying that he didn't get the call twice. He looks uh, like a runway model, <laughs> like just freaking out. Oh, it's glorious. Yeah. I did watch Leicester Norwich, and I did see the Timu Pookie goal in all of its glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got nine goals. Yeah, and there's, there's, just, there's just a GQ article with him that's pretty fantastic. I will try to tweet it out, but it's basically talking about how he came from Bronby in Denmark, and then all of a sudden he was in English championship, and he wasn't knowing what to expect. Scored 29 goals in the championship, and now he's scoring goals in Premier League. It's just a fantastic thing going on with Timu, and he got a sweet goal. And that's that's a rant, I guess. I like it. Where else are we going? Champions League draw? Yeah. Mm. Pull, it <clears throat> Pull it up. Let's talk about, I talk about I want to know what, I want to know what you guys honestly think, because I feel like it's hard to I feel like there's two different Spurs fans that I've, like, I've seen so far. Either the Spurs fans is like, yes, you know, we dodged blah, 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 blah. Like, we got the uh, the easiest of the draws. Versus, um, versus the people who are like, oh, you don't know how good fucking Leipzig is. You guys are like, you guys are going to be surprised. They're leading the you know German league, blah, 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 blah. Like, what do you guys think? You know, Champions League round of 16, you whittle down those teams there's not very many good matchups, especially when you finish at number two. If you're the second spot in your group, like you're going to get a monster. It's just going to happen. So Tottenham's not scared of anybody. 
Who cares? Like, I don't care who they play. Let's play RB Leipzig. I'm not like as far as the names were concerned from a historical per- perspective, you got to be happy with with that draw compared to what else is out there. Yeah, I think after last year. And after the last couple of years, really, you know, I remember uh, coming up against Real Madrid in the group stage, but we drew 1-1 at the Bernabeu and then beat them 3-1 at home. And I couldn't, I couldn't fucking believe that. I'm like, oh, we were going to get crushed. And, and we showed up. Uh, Juventus playing tough in the, in the last 16, ended up losing 2-1 at, at uh, Wembley. But I, yeah, I'm just not really scared of anyone. And I think Leipzig is really scary, actually. Um, I'm not afraid, but they're top of the Bundesliga. I don't know what happened today. I think Dortmund might have beat tied. Them. They no, they tied. tied. Okay. all. Okay. Dortmund. Wow. It was. A, it was. It looked like a fantastic game. A little side note because Dortmund went up 2-0, then Leipzig back came back, tied at 2-2. Then Sancho scored a goal two minutes after that tying goal, and then they had a a later equalizer. So fun. Fun. I yeah. The, I think the Bundesliga this year. Looks fun, but I don't watch it, so. It's on Fox, yeah, but I, I don't know. I I don't think we dodged anything. I mean, they're a young, aggressive team. that I don't like that. And the other thing is about the round of 16 draw is we've got, I think, February is when yeah. this match is played. So you got, like, two months. February the same thing happened last year. Yeah, February 18th. So the, the same thing happened last year. Dortmund was top of the Bundesliga at the time that the draw was made. And everyone was scared. And then they fell off a little bit form-wise, and we smoked them. Uh, Harry Kane's, the goal, the second leg goal, it just dampened their spirit. And they were, I think Larice had like three or four magnificent goal-stopping saves. He did, yeah. That net bulge sound from Harry on that goal is real nice. Oh, that was a nice moving. I can picture it in my head. It's playing right now. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, what else did you guys see though? Champions League draw wise, I mean, obviously Atletico and Liverpool. We'll talk about for Helder real quick. That's yes. a really fun one. I believe there's two games in Madrid in two days. It's Atletico and Liverpool and Real and Man City. Mm-hmm. I believe that's maybe oh, it's a week later. Never mind. But that's a good one. And obviously, Real Man City is, is up there. Dortmund PSG. I mean Chelsea Bayern, Lyon Juventus, Napoli Barcelona. Like that's so tasty, all of it. The only matchup that I see that I'm like, meh, I won't watch that is Atalanta Valencia. Yeah, no doubt. I think Valencia <laughs> should win that. Yeah. So I, I read that Liverpool hasn't lost. I don't know if it's been like seven or maybe more, but some record, some streak of. Basically, knockout round ties they've won in a row. Maybe seven would make sense with eventually losing in the final. But uh, they're going to be tough. I mean, but Atletico, you know, you've got Pablo Escobar uh, intense on the sidelines. I think it's going to be entertaining. Jim, what do you what do you see there? Do you think Atletico and you know on the back of Kieran Trippier can, uh, can Trippier, <laughs> Trippier, yes. Trippier versus Mane? Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, I mean, I'm there for that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm talking about like right now, like one of the most lethal attacking teams in in all of world football versus what is you know uh, you know Simeone's uh, Atletico Madrid is always so tactically well set up defensively, and 
they're not the same as they have been in years past, but they're still really good. And they can get at you with the counterattack. Like, you know, um, if you can get Diego Costa, um, Diego Costa, you know, scoring goals and, um, you know, um, I don't know why the, his name escapes me, but the kid they signed from uh, Benfica. Uh, Jao. Mini, mini Ronaldo. Jao um, Felix? Yes, that one. Uh, yeah. You know, I think they have a ton of talent, so um, I don't think it's any sort of given for Liverpool at all. You know, I think Letico is going to be really – that's going to be – I think that's going to be more fun to watch than – oh, um, It's going to be awesome. Than Real Madrid and, and Man City, to be honest with you. I'm yeah. more excited about that one. I'll watch Fantastic. Liverpool for Helder's sake. Like, if there's a Champions League game on, I'm going to watch Liverpool. Yeah, and uh, any any Premier League team, like, I will watch them. Diego Costa is a crazy person who drives off-road vehicles in his off-season like a madman. If you haven't seen I, that video. I just want to see him get into a fist fight with Virgil van Dijk. That's what I'm looking forward to. I can see it. Diego Costa yeah, looks me. like Pablo Escobar as well. <laughs> Young so I've got a, I've got a test. I've got a test for Jimmy. Do you think you can name the uh, one, two, and three in La Liga right now? Um, I believe it goes uh, Barcelona, Madrid, and then Sevilla. You got it! Wow, nice Sevilla, you got one, by one point. Getafe. Getafe. Hey, hey, Mike. Mike, just for you, is it is it Sevilla? Sevilla. Uh, <laughs> nice comeback. Very good. Atletico so who, sits five. So who do you guys have? Might as well do some weird predictions. Atletico, Liverpool. Go, Micah. Uh, I'm going to go Liverpool. It's like two months early. Jimmy. Uh, yeah, we'll never remember. No. Uh, we'll come back and audit this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because a lot of people have been fact-checking me. You know, i got people fact-checking me for a year Actually, and a half. Jimmy, you have to explain why. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Liverpool just because it's too early for them to get knocked out. And I think that even though it's going to be a tough test, Atletico is not the team to do it. Yeah, agreed. Easy. Atletico, both of you. No, Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool. Liverpool. Thanks, thanks for listening. Sorry, thanks, man. Thanks, everyone. Okay, yeah, we won't do any other I'm predictions. I'm sorry. You're right. It's two Jimmy. months. It's two months out. It's two months okay. out. It's silly. So, shall we Premier League ourselves? Hang on, though. Jimmy, I want to ask you about just a, another gut check. All right, we've got another couple weeks here of information. Just real quick, you know, a couple words, Pogba. What do you What do you feel in your in your gut? I feel like he wants to go, and I feel like Ollie's saying the right things. And honestly, you know, I I'd like to tell you, like, I know that they're a better team when he's there and he wants to play. Like, he is the best center midfielder that we have. Um, that I've said, I don't think he wants to be there. And if he doesn't want to be there, like, what's the point of keeping him? You know, especially if a team's gonna come in and offer, you know, 120 million pounds or or whatever he might be offered like let's continue the youth movement let's you know continue with people that want to be there like i'd rather have leaders like rashford um you know who is you know manchester born and raised uh who like you know literally bleeds united red um as as your leaders and your voices in the locker room than than someone like pogba who you know is ready to be somewhere else so um 
you know, let's let's sell him, let's buy, you know, that money. really solid players and and, mm. and keep and keep the growth process going. Um, you know, talk, I think if you're talking about trying to make a top four this year, like playing Pogba would be <laughs> the most direct route to do that. If you're talking about, you know, building around the talent that we have for the future, like you know, investing that money makes more sense to me. So fair, fair, fair. So we're into festive fixtures time where I think that the, uh, the fixtures will be picking up and it's a lot of fun. They come fast and, uh, Everton Arsenal is one. Brad, fast and furious, and furious, very furious. And speaking of furious, Arsenal fans <coughs> have to be furious, uh, with their team's performances as of late. I hear that there's another manager now, already going to take over for the interim manager who gives a fuck. Let's not spend time on them, but they are at Goodison park, uh, against Everton. Any thoughts? Two clubs oh. going in different directions. Kind of, kind of sort of Everton, another result at old Trafford. They both stink. <laughs> who do you, who you got? I mean, uh, it's a fun one. I think it's a fun one. 7.30 a.m. Oh, I'll probably watch it. Saturday, 7.30. Saturday, 7.30. They don't have 7.30 Sunday games, which I'm a little bit butthurt about. I wish <laughs> they did. But uh, got to go Everton here. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go 2-1. You're going to see Aubameyang score a penalty like he's want to do. But uh, that's my prediction. How about you, douche? I like a douche. Look, listen, I got no problem with Aubameyang. I do. I'm just going to say that. I think he's a tool. Why? Because he celebrates and tells the crowd to shush after he scores a penalty when they're down 1-2 after his penalty. To a recently. Yeah. He's a he's he's a tool bag. He's a great player, though. I, I do like watching him, his actual skill, but I think he's a tool bag. He also put a mask on after he scored a goal. Like He's yeah. like the Terrell Owens me. Raul uh, Jimenez did that, and I didn't like it. Yeah, Jimmy, thoughts? Who's lost? Uh, I think. I, I, no, I, I I turned it off. I got like five percent left. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Batteries. Uh, peek peek behind the scenes on the Rooster and the recording process. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I got I got Arsenal winning. I think Arsenal's gonna bounce back. Wow. Uh, I think. I think that this, like, whatever this, like, you know, whenever, you know, sometimes when a manager gets sacked, um, you know, you get, like, a boost and you play for it, whoever, this interim manager. And and I think that the honeymoon period is over um, for Everton. And I think skill-wise, Arsenal just ha- still has more, even though they have lots of gaps. Um, their offense ability is, is what's going to put over the top. I'd say 3-2 Arsenal. You know... It is interesting to see, what are we, 17 match days in now that the table has started to, like, filter back out into the top tier. It's not surprising that you see a lot of mix-up early on, but the uh, cream has risen to the top, if you will. Maybe. Maybe. Jimmy, I want to ask you about something real quick while we're on Everton. Saw the clip of... Duncan Ferguson, who is their uh, interim manager, I guess, and Moisa Keane um, got subbed in at the 78-minute mark, and then he pulled him at 88 minutes, and he gave him this cold shoulder, and all the pundits were all like, you're destroying this kid. 
you know, you're ignoring him. Like at least, at least stop him when he's coming off the pitch. You're taking him off after 10 minutes and say like, Hey, I'm just pulling you out. You just weren't doing it for me today or whatever. And like, is that, is that something you've seen before? Do you have any thoughts on like the mentality of a young player like that and, and treating that player that way? Or is it all blown out of proportion by the media? I mean, uh, with everything, I think everything is blown out of proportion um, just because you got to sell clicks and fill content. Um, but that having been said, I think that from the reports I heard, even going back to like when he's at Juventus, is that he could lose a little focus as far as, you know, like he has all the skill in the world, um, but you might not always get the effort. And, you know, if it, I, I um, admittedly, I didn't watch. You know, past the 60th minute, so I was at the Lions game. Um, but you know, if if it was one of those things that he went out there and, and wasn't giving the effort, and was you know, at the time that he went on, um, you know, they were up one nothing. You know, if he wasn't pressing, you know, wasn't doing the things that that then you know Ferguson asked of him that you know maybe he's pulled him and sending a message to him like, hey, like listen, just because we bought you. And brought you here doesn't guarantee you anything, and you got to show it, no matter what your opportunities. Whether it start from you know from the first minute or you come out in the seventy second minute, you have to do those things. And he's he's still young, and the talent's there. And I know that lots of Everton fans are like ready to move on from him, but like he's he's why he's too talented to give up on after six months. And and he is nineteen, and like I was a fucking asshole at nineteen. I'm still an asshole now, but like even more an asshole at nineteen. No doubt. Oh yeah. And I think that you know, there is some growing up that has to happen, and, and I think yeah. if you have the right manager to to push him in that direction, that he'll be fine. So I, I get it, just because optically, you know, it doesn't look good. But was that against you? It was. Yeah, yeah that was against United. Um, so you put him initially United. into a very important spot for the team it's yeah. 78 minutes pulled him at 88 yeah yeah i think it was i, th- I thought it was like 72 to 89 uh, you could be right you're right yeah i mean i think he, i think that um uh greenwood scored at about eight minutes after he came on or something like that mm. so um, greenwood that's that was a big goal i mean you, you guys needed at least a tie out of that game i'm gonna i'm gonna sneak sneak this in um as my as my rant to uh, mm-hmm. to cap off my contribution here, um, lest I get oh. forced off of here by my phone. Um, <laughs> so my uh, uh, Mason Greenwood is, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Marcus. Like he is, he is the guy. He's got to be like future club captain. But Mason Greenwood to me is is such an exciting player because he he can do it with both feet. Mm-hmm. Um, he reminds me, and like, and I'm. I'm I'm not just, you know, repeating this because I read it, but he does remind you of, of uh, Robin Van Persie. I think the way he plays, the way he finishes, even there's a clip on going around Twitter of uh, Van Persie saying, like, well, yeah, I think he's going to be successful. Look at him. He plays like me. He scores like me. He plays both feet like me. He's like, he's like that kid's going to be great. And, like, I agree. I, I, he has all of those intangibles. and I love him. Um, I, I, I do. I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic. The I like I salivate the thought of you know him and Rashford and, and Martial and however whoever else you want to mix into that like over the next like you know how old five, your boy six seven years um, Mason is eighteen Marcus is twenty two um, Martial's twenty three so Mason was seventeen over the summer wasn't he 
He just turned 18, yeah, this, yeah. this season. So, yeah. um. Big fan. Obviously, his name is really fun to say. Mason uh, Greenwood. And, yeah, yeah I, I just like the name Greenwood. I think it's I think it's such a cool name. You Maybe can't help I love yourself. Trees. You, you always have to say it right after Jimmy mm-hmm. says it. And when he says it and you don't say it, Brad's on camera just, like, straining. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. No doubt about that. Yeah, it's exciting to see, uh, Jimmy, because the narrative of this season, obviously, has been youth. And we saw what he could do uh, in some of the friendlies uh, over the summer. And so it's cool to see, to your point, them giving these guys playing time and then making an impact in big matches, obviously. Yep. So Very you have cool. Colchester tomorrow. What's your uh, prediction? Peace. Oh, Col- Colchester, mighty Colchester. I don't know if we can handle the heat that comes from Colchester. I mean, well, you guys, we couldn't. You guys, you guys faced that dragon wrath, uh, you know, earlier in the, in the career. They're, like, they're, they're a mid-table League Two squad, so yeah, strong side. Mighty, I think they'll be okay. Mighty, mighty Colchester. Yeah, I think they play down there with Salford City. Um, they do. I would like to. I mean, honestly, like I would, I would like to run, you know, all a bunch of young guys out there. I think that you know because because Ollie wants to win the trophy, you'll see some senior guys. But good. Um, what yeah, is this trophy that you speak of? Honestly, that's my biggest difference now. As a, I'm more a seasoned fan. Like any trophy would be cool. Would be cool. Hell yeah. So I'm not hating on that. FA Cup Carabao, but I understand why teams play young players because Europa League, well, you FA guys Cup, could win Europa League. FA Cup means something though. Like FA Cup guarantees you at least Europa League play. Um, Carabao is literally just like a Carabao. Cup, and I think it's still there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I mean Europa League would be fun. Uh, the more competitions we stay in, the more more our young kids play, and that sounds mm. like gravy to me. So. So you like when young kids play, Jimmy? Oh, I love I love watching young Easy. boys play, <laughs> knock the balls around. Yeah, it's a great uh, Switzerland side. I like young boys, too. Young it's, boys, it's too. Fun. They're in Europa League. They were yeah. in the Europa League draw. I saw it. And we brought it full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's rant time. Yes. I have one. That I prepared during the recording yeah. of this here podcast. I wrote it down earlier because I was like, ooh, good idea. Is that why you weren't listening earlier? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't listen for a second there. Do you guys hate me? Because I'm always afraid that people hate me. No. <laughs> like constantly, I'm like, I hope they like me. And it's a terrible way to live. It really is. But that's not is my this, ring. It's a mini oh, ring. So is this your it's a good ring? No, no, no. Okay. I had one prepared, I said. We love you. Wayne Rooney starting at Derby County. Uh, that's exciting to me. It, I have something to watch in the English football championship and it's him being a player coach. And they're outside of the playoff hunt. Fulham's in sixth actually right now in the championship table. So they could maybe fight for promotion. And West, West Brom is in first by a healthy lead. And then Leeds is in second by a healthy lead over three. So there's really only two squads fighting it out in the second division there. Uh, and West Brom, I think we talked about in podcasts long gone by uh, as being a shit club. But a lot to watch in the English championship, Wayne Rooney included. 
Back to you, Brad. Wine Rooney. Uh, yeah, wine. Right. Well, my rant is related to a movie. Uh, actually, there are two movies I want to rant on quickly. I'm I'm very excited for Star Wars. Um, I don't care what you say. They're fantastic movies all around. Um, I just played John Williams' uh, the soundtrack in my Who's house earlier to get excited. Oh, just to get excited for basketball. Yeah, the Imperial March there is what Jim's doing. I remember Jim's, the the inner monologue episode of Rooster and Devil might be my personal favorite. We talk about movies. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I love it. Detailed. Detailed, well thought out as as Jim is. Yeah. Um, but, But yeah, Star Wars, exciting. But the one I'm most excited about, and it's not coming out for a while, I think it's summer of next year, is Top Gun. I am... Absolutely jacked for the roof for Top Gun. It is real footage of real F-18 Hornets this time. Last time it was F-16s. I'm like a slight aviation nerd. Um, Top Gun is a real place. My dad, we visited a guy out in California, his buddy, who actually flew at Top Gun. He has a plaque on his wall. It's just badass. There's nothing like an airplane for me. I always wanted to be a pilot. I remember at And I'm excited for this movie. So excited. I went to Camden Yards with you and and Mill Camp. And the Blue Angels flew over over top of us. And you were just like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Blue Angels, guys. You see those? Those are airplanes. It was cool. Have you guys ever been in a game when the the stealth bomber goes over? Michigan. Yes. Stealth bomb. Stealth no, bomb. Me too. That's. I was. Yes. I was at. Uh, no, I mean, I was at. Uh, I was in Chicago at a Bears game, and it was like. Uh, it was a December game, and it was uh, snowing out, so like the sky was like gray over like Michigan, and like we're sitting there, and like it was like dead silent, and then all of a sudden it was just like, boom, just fucking there, and it's so loud, and then it was gone, like two seconds. Wow. Later. Like, it's like an alien aircraft. Fucking Christ. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. It was unbelievable. Yeah, That's yeah I get the chills. Machine. It is It is an incredible machine. Built so. by defense contractors. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, 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 government, for that. That's for sure. Hermetic. I mean, uh, no, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Ever. Uh, Ever. I like it. Jamie, like you're it. the last one to rant. We, you still have battery, so you have the floor. I already ranted. I told you my rant was about how much I, I love Mason another. Greenwood. I, I will. Uh, I'll just quickly add. Um, uh, God forbid this ever happens, but if I end up with more kids and it's twin boys, they will be named Marcus and Mason. I promise you. Um, <laughs> end of rant. It's got a great ring to it, Marcus and Mason. It does. Yeah. It's beautiful. 